Hello, bitches. Welcome oh, wow. back to Film Fatales. <laughs> Coming up strong this one. Hey, um, my name is Jeff. And I'm Chase. Sorry, I didn't. I was so. That caught me Take so off, <laughs> off guard. <laughs> Welcome back to Film Fatales, a podcast where we talk about our like favorite iconic actress, actresses, actress performances. You can't, our, we can't say we talk about our favorites after the episode we just put out on Nyad. Like, <laughs> oh that's no, just, that's I just mean, incorrect. I mean, Jodie Foster. I mean, it's it's whatever. <laughs> because we're doing an Oscar month, obviously things are going to be. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be so so. Um, but before we dive in, uh, we want to give a little different take starting from this episode where. We, do a little bit of a catch up and just um just doing a little chit chat about life first maybe um, i feel like we've been doing that i don't think that's such a huge switch up i just don't think we've gotten so into it no we're cutting off again it's it's we'll cut this part out yeah i know yeah this this um riverside is stunning a stunning platform so far maybe it's because we've used the free version they, <laughs> they they're not allowing us to to like Honestly, record though. more than that we're using but anyway that's just kind of like the behind the scenes um this might not make it to the episode itself but hey um where can you do you want to share with, with their audience where you are <laughs> jeff i can't hear a damn word you're saying i cannot hear a fucking word you're saying at this point okay wait just give it a second just give it a second give it a second give it a second give it a second now it's working fine i don't know why where were we i have no idea Oh, I was going to ask you, do you want to share with our listeners where you are right now? And how that's, such a, you? that's such a non, that's such a non-natural way to talk about ourselves. Like, what? It's important. We're bi-coastal. I'm in Vancouver, where I'm from, <laughs> with my family for the following week. Um, yeah. It's like a family it was weekend. A... I I have no idea. I I just know that it's a long weekend. But yeah, it's family day on tomorrow. Um, but I'm here for the whole week, and then I go to Mexico. But getting here was a nightmare, a nightmare. So my flight left at eight ten p.m. Um, but I teach. I taught English online. Uh from five to seven so from seven to eight like there was not obviously not enough time to get to the airport and get through security and make my flight so i got to the airport at four to get through security at 4 30 to then get food to then sit down in a corner of the airport and do my teaching my classes and then when my classes are done at seven i see that i have an email from flair airlines fuck you flair airlines and they've delayed my flight to 12 30 in the morning so four hours yes and all that they gave us was a seven they were like we're giving you a meal voucher i'm like okay and they give us this meal voucher it's seven dollars seven dollars <laughs> on this voucher i'm like seven what fucking what dollars. meal what meal can i get let alone anywhere but let alone at an airport for seven dollars a bottle of water i got a booster juice i got a booster juice and it didn't even cover the full the full <laughs> thing i had to pay a dollar so <laughs> <laughs> you probably get compensated more if you get like, i don't know there's no first class or economy well the tea <laughs> <It's> is <flair. laughs> the tea is that obviously i'm like 
I'm a petty person and I don't let things go very easily. Um, which, you know, sometimes, sometimes makes my relationships difficult, but also comes in handy because I know that my air passenger rights, like I'm entitled to $400 back now. So did you get your 400? I'm, I have to make a claim. They make you go through the ringer, but of course. I'll make the claim, bitch. I'll fill out the paperwork. You need friends like this. You, you're the, you're the friend that speaks to the manager. You're the friend that For real. asked the waitress. I didn't order this shit. <laughs> like I mean, the- like, come on. Like, you just kind of like, I don't know, whatever. You, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Flair will give me that $400. When I came back from Berlin, when I was moving home, I had, they delayed my flight for like 14 hours. I was stuck in the London airport for 14 hours because they wouldn't let me back out through security. And yeah. that was my layover. Um, And they gave me $1,400 for that. So. That's nice. It probably means so, nothing to them. Know your air passenger rights, everyone. This is a PSA. You have oh. a lot of air passenger <laughs> rights, and you need to read them and know them. You're assuming people can fly these days. That's funny. Um, <laughs> not me dragging you. Bitch, you I hate can when, fly. I hate when you mention traveling. That makes me rage sometimes. Why? Because like it's not an everyday thing. Like You make it sound so like casual. Like Sometimes it... Sometimes it makes me a little, little, little nervous. Um, but anyway, what that's makes just... you nervous? No, just like, like, how can anybody afford to travel these days? But I know, Jab, that you... you can afford to travel these days. We've talked about this. You we could did afford talk to. Of... I just don't want to. <laughs> like okay, my flare flights, fine. my flare, my flare flights are like a hundred bucks. Like I'm not dropping. I'm I'm getting there. I'm gonna go treat myself for a little little trip this year. I just don't yeah, know where. Sure. What's happening in your life? I taught at the workshop yesterday, which was great. Great turnout. Full turnout actually. Um a workshop for what? You're gonna have to give DJing, people more context. For community organizing through like DJing and radio DJing. Great success. Um people Good. seem to be so engaged and just like not, I feel like the right now, like, I mean, it's also kind of ties into the movie we're talking about today. Like, art and artists, like, when we think about craft, it's really not really about the craft per se, but like the relationships that you build and also like the community loosely defined, whatever that means, like the community that you build and the people that supports that thing. Um, I feel like that makes more of like the modern artists. And like, when we think about an artist, it's like the. When we think about an artist's legacy, like obviously the artistic merit, but also the people that you know we collaborate with in day to day basis, that that's as equally as important for me. But yeah, that's that's the the weekend I've been up to. Um, and Hamilton. that's a stunning. You don't need to mention you're in Hamilton, and that's a stunning <laughs> segue into our film this week. Hey, look at us! Um, it's our second week of no third week of oscar noms best fourth actress. week bitch. fourth <laughs> yeah we've done emma stone sandra hewler and oh Annette yes Benning. fourth um we're talking about the 2023 release maestro starring bradley cooper and carrie mulligan um it's about that guy leonard, <laughs> leonard bernstein, leonard bernstein. Um, very famous American conductor, composer. 
pianist, train conductor, <laughs> um, closeted homosexual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just about it's okay. So it's about him, and I. It's really about his his marriage to his totally. wife. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Felicia. 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 Um, who was an actor, a very famous actor as well. Um, played by Carrie Mulligan. So it's about their marriage as he sort of rises to huge success, huge fame, um, and also sort of leads this double life of sleeping with men, which she knows about. Like it's it's just it's kind of it's complicated. Right. It is complicated. So jump out of the brigade, is he a confirmed homosexual or is this yes, <laughs> he's a bisexual he, man? He confirmed that he's bisexual before he died. Right. I think that's. I think the opening shot of his his ass, his bare ass, his Matt Bowers ass was like, literally, was like shocked. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know. I literally don't know that I was gonna come into this play and seeing this side of you know, obviously Brad Bradley Cooper and and, and Matt Bowers, who's like famously gay and handsome. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I was like really enjoying in the first scene, but. Um, that's pandering to the gay audience, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what are your quick thoughts about the movie? Um, like biopic wise and also like performance. Oh yeah, wise. another biopic. Well, how do you feel doing another biopic? You're this seething. I I'm gonna be cleaning out a little bit this episode, but I just think that this is probably one of the better biopics that we have seen in this podcast. Um, it doesn't really read as a biopic to me. Um, I think in my review, I talked about, like, there's a certain, like, dramatic tone, like, tar, um, but has, like, a domestic drama, like, uh, Priscilla. Um, with, like, I haven't I think, seen Priscilla. Is Priscilla I haven't good? Seen it, no. I haven't seen it, but I think the, the telling of Priscilla is through uh, Priscilla's perspective of that relationship. I think Maestro could easily be kind of turned around when we kind of think about Carrie Mulligan's, who actually plays the protagonist in this movie um which i think that which leads me to say like i think carrie mulligan you'd say carrie mulligan's the protagonist over bradley cooper she acts circles around him that doesn't make the protagonist i mean like i mean it's like her way of grounding relationship and also like she's always been the lead of the relationship in a way like she's always like kind of seeing everything in like everything's nothing goes under her eyes and she's like always a little faster than and, and also more real than than he is uh, in a way um so yeah like it, like i think in general it doesn't really read as a biopic but more it's like a um a drama more 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 i think yeah um babe a biopic can be a drama what are these categories you try to no, put like, films in no biopic nowadays like the things that some of the biopics we've seen like they're so historical they're they're they're, they're almost like shot as like a documentary right um but I do think maybe it's credited to Bradley Cooper's directing. Um, I think the end product um, feels a little bit more lifted and more dramatic um, in, 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 in different scenes so far. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think um, I enjoyed this movie. And I enjoyed Bradley Cooper's directing for maybe the first time. I think he really... Uh, Stepped it up for this film. I think. What was he directing before? I'm not too much of a fan. Of. A Star Is Born, which I had some big issues with the directing of A Star Is Born. 
we're actually gonna, directing we're actually i think there's so many actors who tried to go directing um and they're just like not good um, yeah we talked about that a bit last week yeah we talked about um george clooney terrible director um one or two like films that he directed but um yeah like should we talk about some of our the letterbox reviews that we well do you want to introduce what we're doing this is a change to our our regular programming yes um just to add more variety and also voices on the <laughs> podcast no uh, that's not even why it's to add more structure like it's let's more structure it's i more know structure. um and to just make it more fun and just like to see how other people are reacting to the film we're each going to pick out a letterbox review um and kind of reading it through it but also picking out some threats that potentially can lead to more like a bigger conversation um and it's also so fun like to see how other people think about it so not just two little faggots who just like talk about movie here um so yeah do we have a name for this segment i guess not uh letterbox i, I don't know um Dead shit line. talking shit talking i don't there has to be a we'll workshop name. it we'll, we'll workshop, workshop it, it. Um, letterboxing. <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah. Um. So I picked out a one star review, which I think that's is, crazy. This is this is not a one star movie. I don't think. I think there's a lot of like comments that are calling this movie a an Oscars, Oscar bait. Oscar bait. Yeah. Which I think warrants a little bit of a conversation. But so it goes. The the review sets. This movie is a caricature, although it's inarticulate, misguided, and cinematically dyslexic. Strong, strong words. Um, yeah, this this person also talked about A Star is Born is not my type, their type of movie, and um, they feel like it's a cheap Why remake. are they talking about A Star is Born? Because I think there's, um like, the, the Oscar Bates conversation comes out of it because, like, Oh, Bradley Cooper is establishing himself as a director that kind of lends him more credibility, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen The Star is Born, so may, like, I find this comment kind of like helps me kind of see it more side by side a little bit more. You haven't um, seen A Star is Born? That's crazy for a gay person. No, I'm not that gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That is actually wild. Like I was frothing at the mouth to see that film before it came out. Um, and then this viewer said that Bradley Cooper cannot act, um, which that's I that's a crazy statement. That's a big statement, which I don't really agree with. Um, I do think he's a great actor. Um, but it's this film reads really like indulgent for me. Um, the way that he directs it, and also some of the really slow close-ups of him delivering monologues. Um. It feels really like indulgent, and that reads more Oscar Beatty, um, right? In a way that that Carrie Mulligan is like really steadfast, but have a really like energetic performance throughout. Like, um, so yeah. So, do you agree with this review? I totally disagree. Um, I think it's a little too harsh. Like, I mean, we think about like biopics as like this lead person like these lead actor leading as like the protagonist but also not looking at the the other characters but also the production value of it but um i was saying earlier like harry mulligan is like the, the best thing out of this movie and i 
do stand firm by it. Um, it's my first, a second time watching Carrie Mulligan, but um, she's she's just acting circles around her um, in a way that there's way more variety and also nuance in, in the way she acts. Um, just like accent work is just fucking fantastic. Um, I don't know what kind of accent that was. But... Girl, we're not at Carrie Mulligan yet. Let me talk about my letterbox review. Sure, go for it. We'll talk about Carrie um, Mulligan in a second. Someone has to keep this ship on track. My letterbox review <laughs> says, and I think this gets into a little bit of um, qualms I have with the film. It says, I came here without knowing anything about Leonard Bernstein, and I left without knowing anything about Leonard Bernstein. And that's it. Um, I enjoyed this movie, but I feel like it didn't get into the depths of his character more than just the fact that um, he was really, obviously really talented, obviously really gifted. Um, the first great American composer, I think is what they said. Like it was during a time where no great American composers or no great composers had come from America and he was the first one. Cool. Um, so oh. it, it got into like what's driving him and his what he's hungry for and all that. But I don't think it really got into Leonard Bernstein's like, Bernstein, Bernstein, whatever, really got into his, um, like, state of mind, like, his, like, his true internal struggles, like, I feel like I don't know him, I don't know him as a person any better after this film, I just know his accomplishments. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair assessment. Um, yeah, it reads a little hollow um, at times. Sorry, you cut out. What did you say? Yeah, I think the movie reads a little like hollow sometimes. Um, we don't really get to see like comparing with like Tar, we get to see a really dimensional character um, in Tar. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all the dark sides and some of the bright sides of Lydia Tar. Um, um, but in this movie, like Maestro, I, I don't really get to know Leonard really well, other than the people that he is with. Um, even just the even just the the bisexuality of it all, I feel like I don't get a lot of. And I guess I don't need like pathologizing of the closeted queer experience, but like I just don't get a lot of like. I don't know a lot of a lot of feeling conflicted but maybe that's the point because his ego does really grow and he does really get like full of himself and quite selfish I would say in the film um and then that's all kind of brought back to center when his wife gets cancer so I don't know I don't know if that's fair to say but I just feel like and I agree with you I didn't want to say it then but I agree with you that I think Carrie Mulligan's Felicia, what's her last name? Felicia Montalegre from Chile. I agree that she is the focus of this film. And I think that's because you get so much more um, into like her psyche as a human and a character. And so it's so much, so many more dimensions. Like her character is so multidimensional with what she's going through and what she's experiencing. And her whole 
she's when they meet she's more or after they meet she's more famous than him she's more successful than him and then it sort of does a switch because she cares for their kids and so there's just a lot going on with her character where she she struggles with his desire to be with men even though she doesn't really say it i think she struggles with it she also i think struggles with um how iconic and legendary he's become and her career's kind of faded a bit so there's just a lot of more uh dimension to felicia's character than leonard's so which does to me point to the fact that she is really who the film is about the film is about her and their marriage and it's obviously about his story too but just i think to a lesser depth right yeah i think it's a classic trope of behind every great man there's a even greater woman behind <laughs> like i think like into the context of like in the 40s 50s like you see i think the film does a little bit of the work of like addressing the gender politics of it um but right. but while like carrie mulligan's character is like so would you say progressive in a way that she thinks about the relationship but um and she kind of tolerates and accepts her husband's like queerness and, and being homosexual you know um that views like that has a kind of modern touch to it um but it maybe it's just because of the nature of their relationship um yeah but i do agree like i don't really see a lot of like what is the actual leonard Bernstein's like career like what does it matter to him like it doesn't go too far back into like why is she why is he doing everything that he's doing the, the movie puts more focus on the domestic family drama um more um as you know like i think there's like equal screen, screen time between the two um uh, carrie mulligan and also bradley cooper so um yeah i think that reads a little bit more balanced and, hmm. and reads as more like a family drama to me i just i wish that there was a little bit more i don't know exploration about why leonard was the way he like what political social like there's not a lot of like exploration of the idea that his bisexuality would be super taboo and potentially ruin his career like there's all these reasons why he would like it would be such a secret kind of like uh i don't know hidden thing that just aren't explored like none of that's really explored ever and i think that that would maybe help inform how leonard acts sometimes because i think sometimes the way he acts comes off very selfish comes off very um poor but there's not a lot of reason why so i don't know i don't know i don't know i missed the why with this movie i think yeah um the like why is why is he the first great american conductor i think that was a question i don't think the film answers really um Maybe like, but do they a... have to answer? Do they have to answer a question like that? Like, that's just something we that is just known in the world. Is that something that we just have to accept? Like, you know, like why, why is his ability as a conductor not being recognized as other European counterparts or his contemporaries? But, but, but maybe like if the film decides to do more of that, it will read as like the traditional biopic that we've seen, like more technical more historical um, well before we get into carrie mulligan the the biggest critique i hear about his directing is 
I mean, you said yourself you thought of it as indulgent. So there's that whole scene, that whole conducting scene um, that's really long that he apparently took six years to learn, which also I've heard from quite a few people who um, do that. <laughs> know how to conduct six months and most of them are very confused why that would take not six months bitch six years six years of of conducting training no that bitch is lying yes i don't believe i don't believe any of this sorry that's what was said that's a little ridiculous is it not that's a little ridiculous six years that means he started prepping this when they even before the star is born that's insane like that's no when was the star is born it was like three years ago you think a star is born was in 2021 a star is born was pre-covid oh wow that that just like flies by me star is born was like 2018 star is born jesus fucking christ literally 2018 star is born oh was my god okay you're right well we've <laughs> aged a years lot ago. since then <laughs> i'll speak for yourself honey i look great stars maybe they they they, they thought about doing it so can you imagine lady gaga as um also plays Karen Mulligan's character. That would be crazy. Oh, wait. Okay, let me finish my thought. So people have that scene, people have called directing choice, that directing choice to be um, indulgent, self-indulgent. That whole scene of him conducting with no breaks and it's just Bradley Cooper the whole time. Do you think as a director, making that choice to film yourself as an actor, doing that, do you think that that is what people mean when they say that this movie was intended to win Bradley Cooper an Oscar. Yes. And I think that do you scene, agree? I agree. But I don't think that was... That whole conducting scene makes no sense. Because it doesn't really give us an idea of how good of a conductor he is. Like, you see the in, in like the architecture, you see the audience is all filled up with, like, well-dressed people. Like, we get it. Like, it's a prestigious thing that he's doing. But overall, the film, like, there's no conversation around how good of a conductor he is and how does he compare with other people. So, the end of that film, we were talking about the, the, the ending conducting scene, right? Where he's, like, sweating and shit. Like, that is no context at all to a point that it does read as I've it 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 feels like he has seen other like one shot takes of other performances and things like oh this is the way to do it this is the way to fucking finish off the movie in a really grand way for me to secure that spot um, but when you take everything out of it it, it like that whole section just reads that's like really vaporous and and empty. Um, there's nothing to it. I I actually skipped that part. I'm not gonna lie, because um, I was so oh excited God, to see. You can't skip parts in a movie. That's so crazy. To see, to me. I, w- I wanted to see Carrie Mulligan. I I skip a little bit of it. She's in that scene. She's in that scene. I know. And I actually I don't know. I read that scene. I think I understand people's point where it feels like a one shot take of that length. At this point, feels like the point is to do a one shot take of that length instead of anything else but like i thought that it was just supposed to be like a really emotional climax for him that then carrie mulligan was watching and then they kind of reconnect at the end of that scene right like i don't know if i fully get the point of it but i don't hate it i think as much as some people do right 
Um, my favorite scene, can I say my favorite scene was, yes. my favorite shot was, I can't remember what was happening. <laughs> um, Leonard was like either composing or rehearsing, I can't remember. And Carrie Mulligan's watching from the wings. And it's this really nice black and white shot of like his shadow as he conducts. And she looks so small in like this like sea of, of black from his shadow. And I just thought that was like a beautiful, a beautiful shot just compositionally and also a really nice foreshadowing of, I think, the ways that they sort of grew apart in their marriage. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting to like have two artists in a relationship and they, they understand the artist world and the economics and they still like make peace with each other and, and like understand that it's it's not really about like they they understand like how artists think and maybe that's why yeah. also she kind of tolerates Leonard's ways of life and like liking men and stuff like that. Um, right. She makes a lot of sacrifices. Um, my favorite scene. Maybe you can also post that scene on on Insta so folks have a reference. Um, my favorite scene is when the cancer scene where she's like dressed up in this blue gown, like a medical gown. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like trembling. They were like talking about family fun stuff at the very beginning, but then when she heard the news, like her whole persona kind of just taken over, um, just like shaken to the core, and she's trying to pull herself together and like just completely unraveling but she's cute she's still holding everything into together um mm-hmm. i think that was a moment that i was like she's like fucking amazing in this um in this i didn't ex- i didn't expect so much of the film to surround felicia's battle with cancer like it really like that was a huge focus like t- time wise and plot wise of the film um i think carrie mulligan we can get into her i think she as I've said, as you've said, acted circles around Bradley Cooper. I really, really think she did. She was like the most incredible thing about this film. Like every time she spoke or um, was even just on camera, like she was so magnetic in this movie. And I don't know Felicia. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's how I'd feel if I watched Felicia act in something. Like, I don't know if she was capturing Felicia's energy or what, but it was so good she was so good in this movie so So good yeah like very effervescent very articulate just like this refreshing energy that i I don't think a lot of actresses can do these days um maybe it's because of the fact that she's british like she has some kind of upper hand in trying to channeling that kind of charm um what have you seen her in before promising young woman Mm-hmm. well and she was also Saltburn. in did you watch saltburn yeah Saltburn. i did watch Saltburn. she's, and I, and she's I, barely in saltburn and i refuse to acknowledge the movie um i've seen her in promising young woman which i think she did a really good job um have you seen promising young woman i have seen promising young woman that doesn't feel like a carrie mulligan performance to me like it, i feel like she reads really young on screen in that movie she um, was good if you can, if you put that movie side by side with this movie, I feel like that's like, that's so impressive that she did both of those roles so well because they feel so incredibly different to me. Totally, yeah. Um, I feel like 
I don't know why. I just think about like Promising Young Woman as a uh, Blake Lively movie. I just don't know why. I can totally see Blake in that movie, but for some reason, Carrie Mulligan fits that role too. Um, again, like the yeah. two full movies, like have that powerful effervescent, like confident energy about themselves. Um, but I think this time around, watching my show, I'm like so hooked in, like, and I'm so excited to see more of her work. Um, my show's much more dramatic. Um, Promising Young Woman is kind of playful. I've seen a lot of hate for Promising Young Woman since it came out, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and not to jump the gun, as we are not finishing our month of Oscar discussions, I think this might win. Like, this is my winning pick so far. Is it really? I really think so. And I do think there is a slight chance that like she might sneak in and actually take the win. I don't I'm, know. I I do I I do stand for my like not just from a technical standpoint, but like the Amer- it, like the acting choices that she's making like is more like it it's gonna lock more deeply to the American demographic. Whereas I think the other nominations mm-hmm. we have covered like it it doesn't really quite locked in into traditionally what we think of as a as a best actress performance. Um, that's fair. Do you agree? Like, that's do you, fair. So what's on uh, top? Do of I think that she has a chance of winning? No, we can clip that with her winning if it happens. Oh but, God! <laughs> um, no, I don't think it's her year. I don't think I. I don't. I don't know. That's tough. It's honestly a good a good category this year. It really is a, a good a really strong category this year. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and I think like poor things being, I don't. The more I'm thinking about it, I don't think Emma Stone is gonna get this from the nominations we have seen so far. Um, just because I like, stand by Emma Stone's performance, but no, I stand by Emma Stone's performance. I think it's. Eat. We're going to eat our own shit when the Oscars come out. One of us is. <laughs> Fucking Nyad Banning. <laughs> Not Nyad Oh my Banning. god. <laughs> I'm missing the Annette names Annette Banning. Nyad Banning. Can you um, imagine if Annette Banning wins? Oh my god, we have so much work to do clipping our, our previous statements. Christ. Just watch. Wait and watch. Um, we talked about movie overall, our thoughts. We talked about Carrie Mulligan's performance. Um... I'm surprised that she's 38. Like, she plays those three ages so well. Can I She's just... 38? She's 38 this year. From a young, oh aspiring actress to a mom to aging and then diagnosed of cancer and, like, like as she accepts her death. That is way more, di- like, range. Like, the perfect role for her to, like, actually show off. Like, she's, like, showing off and actually has way more rage than than, than Lenny, Leonard Bernstein. So, props to her. Like, I'm so excited to see her again. She really is the focus of the film. Also, she has three films coming out in the next year. So, that's exciting. What are they? She's She's having her moment. One is called Spaceman. It's a sci-fi Netflix film, so it'll probably suck. One for the money. I don't know what that's about. And then one is 
Wildwood, which is a stop motion thing. So she's doing voice acting. Interesting. I'm sure I'll tune into some of it, but hey, I'm 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 a Carrie Stan. She really is. Um, I would say of recent years, from Promising Young Woman to this, really is um, um one of the more recent discoveries of an actor that I feel really strongly about. Yes, totally. Do you have any? I don't think there's a large group there. Oh, one thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is the controversy surrounding the prosthetic nose. I want to know your thoughts. (laughs) I want to know your thoughts. There's a it's clip. polarizing. Let's piss some people off. Let's I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the Insta as well. Like there's a clip someone share of like Family Guy of a of a of a nose protruding out of a a, a movie theater, and the audience was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I'm I suck at describing memes, but it's a funny clip. I'll share it online. <laughs> oh, that was it. That yeah, was the that, end of it. Yeah, that was it. Um, it's a little too out there, and I think I make peace with it. Um, the aging was done really well, but I think the nose was a little bit, you know, a little too much. By but I, I don't agree. <laughs> I think I fully support the nose, and I fully support their choice to do it. It was not um, obscene or caricaturish at all, in my opinion. I thought it was done really well, and I think the fact that um, his children were so involved in this film and were were some of the people who pushed for that addition because they wanted it to look as much like their dad as it could. I think, uh, I think as long as that's the case and it's done in a way that's tasteful, everyone can shut up really. I don't think this is doing anything. I don't think this is representing any sort of uh, stereotype or caricature at all. Yeah, I agree. And also I'm not the person to approve of anything. <laughs> we will be alive. Girl, you can have an opinion. You can I have mean, an opinion. Yeah, I think it's done well. I think it's part of the, the character work. Hey, if you need some little extra help to like bring it over the performance, I'm all for it. Do I think that it was totally necessary? No, but I think when we're talking about something being done in a way that, like I said, is like a caricature, I don't think you can classify this as that. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she's wearing a fat suit or anything. Like I keep thinking about, I don't know why I'm thinking about Drag Race, but like Shangela wearing a fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> My mind just goes to weird places. Um, do you have yeah, any extra extra thoughts about other actors? Can I can I just tell you publicly, like Matt Bomer, period. Matt Bomer can do it can do it like just just does it for me i don't know why he's like a fine (laughs) handsome man okay like but he's a he's a handsome man um yeah there is a scene where he realizes he's lost letter to felicia and the way that his eyes were lingering this yearning and realizing that in his head like I've lost like the love of my life or they were like, they were lovers. Like they were lovers. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And like, he really adds a little bit of a subtlety, even just like having no screen time at all in this film. Um, and I'm just coming out from watching fellow travelers, which I strongly encourage folks and you, you to see. Um, 
and like he really like does really well in this like these um like little emotional nuances that that he does um also he's really handsome so that's that's a that's a bonus that's a mad bonus yeah i didn't feel really anything about him in this film <laughs> right understand he's like handsome but in a way that's like so like flat like so like like okay like we Not get the it. slander like, there's nothing interesting about his appearance like there's nothing like like he's like so textbook handsome that it makes yeah. me like <laughs> you like the uglies no, I don't like the uglies. I like people who are like sexy in ways that are not like fucking um all American. Yeah, I hate yeah, yeah. the all American <laughs> look. That's a good way to put it. I was gonna say something maybe problematic. That's a good way to put it. All American okay. The all American look is not for me. That's fair. Think. That's fair. Save some for the rest of us. Thanks. Um <laughs> Are there any final thoughts about this movie? No, I covered. I think I covered everything I wanted to say. Um, I gave it a four. What star. did you? What did you rate it? I gave it a four star. And you? I, th- I think I gave it three and a half or four. I can't remember. That's that's understandable. Yeah. I think three and a half. I think I gave it four when I first watched it, and then when I thought about some of the things that I brought up, I changed it, which I really should probably just go with my gut rating on letterboxd i feel like i always like second guess my ratings like i'm doing something important and i need to like put so much weight into how many stars they give these fucking films it's so stupid but um i think i lowered it half a star because i wish i got to know leonard more and um i want to see gay sex i kind of enjoyed the fact that it was like more implied yeah, you're right. Then made like a <laughs> spectacle. Then made a, also into a Bradley spectacle. would never. Bradley would never like he can wear a prosthetic nose for fucking ten hours, but he will never be on a gay sex scene. Like, can you imagine that's what exactly <laughs> happened? Uh, Bradley Cooper hates gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbnail: Bradley Cooper hates gay people. Um, okay, I think that wraps up our episode on. Maestro. Natural. Maestro. Um, whenever I heard the word, I just think about Golden Girls. I'll insert a clip here. Um, thank you for tuning in to Film Fatales. Um, next week, we're talking about what movie are we watching? We are finishing our Oscars um, month, or I guess a little bit longer than a month, with Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. You got cut off. And then we can make final predictions. <laughs> I didn't get cut off on my end, girl. We're fine. Okay, amazing. Okay, girl diva. Um, thank you for tuning in. You can always find us on Instagram at Film Fatales Pod for more memes, updates, and get a preview of our future episodes. Um, and you can also tune into our podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Um, and while you're there, don't forget to leave a five star rating because we need you. Um, do you want to spend a minute to give some? Shout out to our international listener. Singular. International listener. <laughs> you say listener singular. Um, do you want to list out some of the... We're the, global. Our We're global, global reach. We're going global, bitches. 
Do you want to tell them the the countries? I don't have the. I don't. I don't remember the countries. There's like South Africa. There's like Poland, um, Finland, New Zealand. Finland. There's the a lot UK, way. North Korea. <laughs> Hello, you can you hear off. me? Okay, wait. I can now. Okay. Um, thank you for your listenings. Um, how do you say thank you in German? Just gonna say Danke. Danke. Danke Um, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week with another episode. Bye. Goodbye. Tschüss. Bye.